hello and welcome to the PA system. This is the show for anyone who has struggled to live from a place of power, known they were meant for greater things, and wondered how they would ever get there. My name is Pamela Aubrey, and I'm talking with experts, leaders, and visionaries that have faced trauma and hardship head on and come out triumphant. So if you're trying to figure out what more you have to do to make it to the next level, this show is for you. how to move beyond the fear in your life. I'm Pamela Aubrey, and on this episode of the PA System, I'm talking with Jennifer Gerald about how to turn your fear into focus and become your most powerful self. So Jennifer, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. So happy to have you here. And I want to dig into this topic a little bit deeper. I've been really excited to have you on and talk about this because I know that there's a lot of people that have really struggled with fear over the last year or so. And, you know, coming into this new year, I think we were all sort of ready to make some changes, make some shifts and do things a little bit differently. And so I love this concept of turning our fear into focus. Can you explain a little bit more about what that means? Well, the turning the fear into focus, I'm all about acronyms. The, the title of my book has an acronym in it. Then this, this was something that I developed as I realized these were the things that I was doing to turn fear into focus. And so the focus is a five-step acronym to help you harness fear and transform it into focus to creating ultimate success, getting over the hurdles that feel like mountains that are really just speed bumps. Mm, I love that because sometimes things can seem like they're insurmountable when they really aren't. Right. So how do we then kind of put things into perspective? Well, the first thing is to, to check the facts and that's the F on the focus. So like if, if we're feeling afraid, we have to figure out, first of all, is it a real authentic fear? Is there danger? Is there imminent danger? Is there something bad really going to happen? Or is it just an emotion that's stirring up those feelings mm. so you have to check the facts? So, for example, if you find out you're losing your job and, and that's a big one right now. So that's why I picked that example. You find out you're losing your job and all of a sudden all this fear just rips through you yeah. and you're like, oh, my gosh. And the whole world is ending. But really, it's not. And so the fact is, OK. This job is ending, fact. I am still employable, fact. There are other jobs out there, fact. I have a current resume, fact. So those are the facts that turn that imminent fear, that instant, oh my gosh, right, into more of a focus point. So once you check those facts, it helps to ease off on the emotion because fear is false evidence appearing real. Right. That's the most common. I interviewed 100 people, and that was the most common answer. So, um, sure. so when we can back off on the emotion, which is just energy in motion, 
we can we can look at things very very differently when we take the emotion away and look at it more logically by checking the facts i think that's really powerful i think sometimes it's it's easier said than done right i mean <laughs> when we're in that moment it's like you know you you do you kind of go into that panic mode of like oh my god what do i do now right and all the logic goes out the window and yep. so i think that's so important just to kind of remind ourselves okay come back come back to the facts uh -huh. and and evaluate it just as if you know almost like you're a third party in a way you step outside of it so it's it's more of like a balancing act really is what it is so we have I feel like I should draw a picture, but I don't know if it'll show up on the screen. So we have two big circles and then there's a space in the middle. Can, can you see that? Yes. I'm pretty yeah. good at doing yep. it backwards. Okay, there we go. Yep. I promise I just had a vitamin drink, nothing else. So you have <laughs> logical mind. I'm writing it quickly. And then you have your emotional mind. And the emotional mind is the one that triggers the fear. Okay. And the logical mind, there we go. I'm trying to find the camera. There we go. The logical mind is the one that is able to check the facts. And once you do that, you get to go into the marquee. And I call it living in the marquee, which is wise mind. Mm. And wise, wise mind is the balance between the logical and the emotional mind. And so the goal with the focus is to go from either extremely logical or extremely emotional to a balanced marquee okay. of or wisdom. Perfect. So then where do we go from there? Okay, so we're kind of getting our facts straight. Yeah, so we got our facts straight. And then we have to observe what's happening inside us, outside of us. What are our facial expressions? Like, have you ever felt yourself just completely clenched up like your jaw hurts um your jaw just hurts. holding all that tension in or, yeah or your hands are just locked tight because you're just like oh and you feel it all so oh for the focus is to observe what am i thinking is it audible or is it just a subconscious thought just kind of get yourself into this state which is easier to do once you check the facts then you observe your body language. What's the position of your body? What are the words that are coming out of your mouth or coming out of your mouth? And so it's just this whole state of observation and it's a piece of mindfulness to be able to observe. You observe your physical and you observe your emotional. Interesting, okay, yeah. So then where do we go from there? Yeah, so again, you're kind of that third party, like you said, standing mm -hmm. behind yourself observing the whole situation, kind of right. in on yourself. So going from there, you're gonna go into the change the mindset. And that's where the C comes in. And that's the, do some meditation, there's breathing mm. you can do. Uh, you taught me some beautiful Changing heart. That state. Like, whoop, whoop, you know. Yeah. So there's <laughs> guided meditation on apps. There's guided meditation on YouTube. If you don't want guided meditation, yes. Meditating is just to stop talking and listen. Mm. And and that, that's the second half of that mindfulness loop. You know, first you're observing and then you're gonna change your mindset. Once you're in a more relaxed state of mind because you've checked the facts, observed what's happening and reset it with a more peaceful environment, 
then you're ready to go to the next step, which is which upgrade your word choices. So mm -hmm. I know for women, especially, I know I hear it out of um, men too, but since I specifically work with women, I heard a lot of them for more, but we have a tendency to be so brutally mm -hmm. yes. to ourselves. It's like we have this warrior sheath on our hip. Which you would never dream of saying to anyone else. Right. You know, and when you and when you pull out that and think about it, it's like, oh my God, like what is this? I pull out that imaginary knife warrior belt with the most beautiful sheath of gems and golden sparkly awesome. And then we just start going for it. I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not skinny enough. I'm not tall enough. I'm not right. enough. And, or I can't do this or I'm stupid or, I, oh, and I know I'm so guilty of catching myself, but I catch myself. And that's the thing to upgrade the word choice. So if you, if you can do it audibly, great. If you need a piece of paper, write down all those things that you're saying to yourself that are negative and yeah. not productive and unserving. Yeah. And flip it around. I am enough. I am beautiful. Of course I'm tall enough. My my legs go from my butt to the floor. They are long enough to get there, right? So to turn it around, upgrade the word choices from destructive and non-productive to constructive and productive. Mm. And the more you speak up your language, the more you believe it. Uh, I think that's so, so great. And I mean, I, I think sometimes that's, that's harder to do because we don't necessarily have an awareness of the things that we say to ourselves. So I love that idea of writing it down because it starts to bring those things to our awareness. And yes. I often find like when I have those kinds of thoughts, they create a feeling in my body. And as soon as I start to get that feeling, it's like, wait a minute, what's coming on here? Like, what's this feeling about? And the more you do it, the better you get at it, right? Exactly, and it does take practice. I still have to practice. There are days that I wake up and like I go to bed and I feel incredible and then I wake up and I'm like, <gasps> and there's there's days that I wake up at three o'clock in the morning and I'm an absolute like, what just happened? No, it's like you lost your best friend while you were asleep and you're like, what is going on right now? And so you read that on a regular basis and it's like, okay, what am I here? So you instantly go F-O-C-U and then to the S, which is probably the hardest one of all. Ah, and it, the word by itself has a negative connotation, but the best thing is, I know I was, I was going to try to get her to do that too. And Christopher says, love the rocker music background. He's got one of those too. I know. So, yeah. I love yeah, it. His is pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so the hardest one of all is the S, and that is to surrender. Mm. To surrender, not in defeat, but to surrender. So when we are facing a lot of fear, we are actually creating more of a chaos because we're trying to control something we can't. Yeah. And so if we're observing and changing the mindset and upgrading the word choices, then it's easier to see what is it that I can control and what is it that I can't control. Mm. And if we're ready to surrender what we can't control, 
then we have so much more control over what we can and we feel that fear back off and the the ebb and flow of success comes in it's not perfect and there's going to be times in the middle of one of those steps you got to go all the way back to the beginning but you just keep at it because the focus that gets you over the speed bump that feels like a mountain right. ultimately helps you harness that fear to create ultimate success that's where it's most powerful and what means the most to me personally and that's what has gotten me through my life because i wasn't always brave and, well, I, and I was just gonna say so and you you put this to use in your own life because you've had some challenges along the way correct? i have i have I, I as a woman who has lived through abuse, neglect, sexual assault, mental illness, divorce, bankruptcy, a near-death car accident, 21 major surgeries, and a lot of other things. I survived a suicide attempt. I've, I am living proof that you can actually focus and live forward. And it didn't come easily, and it doesn't come easy every day. And so when I share my story, I don't want people to think, oh, well, isn't she just so special because she's got it all. Oh, no, I don't. I just told a gal today who called me and she says, well, you just seem so perfect. I said, girl, I'm an angel in black leather. Amen, <laughs> <laughs> sister. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I mean, and I think that that is, you know, in, in many senses, a lot of us look at other people and and we think that you know oh they, they've got it all figured out you know they've got this whole thing down but in a lot of ways you know we're all just on this journey together we're all just trying to figure out okay how do i get better at doing these things how do i get better at acknowledging my fear noticing it learning to listen you know i, I think sometimes you know going back to that very first app where you're you know you're just kind of getting in touch with it even just being able to listen and see, you know, what is this fear actually saying and, and go, is it even, you know, is it even telling me anything that's even remotely realistic? Cause I oftentimes will find that the things that my, my fear chatter is telling me are so ridiculous, you know? And, and when you really go, well, what is that? You suddenly realize, oh my gosh, that is just I love, I love that my fear chatter, my fear chatter, and yeah. the fear chatter is insane. It's intense. The fear it chatter is. is what keeps us from taking that first step or taking the next step. The fear chatter is what kept me trapped inside of myself for so many years. Yeah. Kept me sitting on the sidelines of my life, just. As my friend Jason Freeman says, Jason W. Freeman, author of Awkwardly Awesome, I'll give him a shameless plug. I love him to pieces. He's a wonderful influencer on my journey. Mm -hmm. And he said he, thought he spent so much of his life on the sidelines that he almost missed it. Mm. Yeah, almost it's easy to do. His bleacher seating is so overrated. Well, and, and we're, not, we're not taught these things, right? I mean, we're not taught to listen to our fear. I mean, I, I can't remember how old I was the first time I even heard someone talk about this idea of like listening to ourselves, listening to what we're really thinking. But I'm pretty sure it was well after the age of 30. Well, after, it's like, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> you know, why, why was there no voices really out there that I, that I heard, you know, prior to that? And so that's why to me, it's so important to get some of these messages out to people because I think now more than ever, it seems like, you know, with all the things that are going on, it's so important for people to understand how to use these tools.
Would you like to learn more about how to find new levels of freedom in your life? I've got lots of free resources on my website and even have a free Facebook group where I regularly share the ways I have taken my own life to the next level. To learn more, go to PamelaAubrey.com or find me on Facebook at The PA System. I'd love to hear your story. Absolutely. And it's, it's important to break the mold. You know, mm-hmm. the people that raised us did the best they could with what they had. Yeah. And just like human beings, knowledge and the wisdom that comes with that knowledge is constantly evolving. We're constantly learning new things. We're learning yeah. how the brain works. We're learning how, learning how the heart works, how the gut works, and how old okay. we're all connected. And we got to yeah. take care of all of them. And so I think about, you know, growing up, I mean, how many times did you hear somebody say, oh, honey, don't, you know, if you think you have it bad, look at little Lulu down the street. There is right. so much worse because then all of a sudden we're taught, oh, my feelings don't matter because my, my feelings aren't related to something as serious as the person down the street. But that's not accurate. Right. Yeah, accurate. absolutely. And, and we're faulted for being happy in the face of devastation but so how true. Do an inside job and nobody's going to do it for us so learning the tools and being willing to put them to work that's that's entirely up to us and so it's so exciting to be around so many wonderful people like yourself and christopher and joshua and all these people that i've been getting to know that are like let's raise the elevation let's raise the vibration we don't have to stay in this dark space Pain and tragedy are inevitable. Mm-hmm. Stuck there and unpacking and building a house there, that's thats a choice. So let's build think, and move out. <laughs> amen, amen. Yeah, you know, and I was thinking earlier, you know, we're kind of watching all of these things sort of unfold with with politics recently. And, and it's kind of been going on for, you know, a little while now. But I, I've noticed that, you know, it seems like the fear has kind of heightened over the last few months around some of these things. And I just, you know, I wonder as a collective, what are some of the things that you feel like we can do to help each other feel less fear and to, you know, support each other as we're going through these challenging times? I think collectively, especially in the in the network of influence that we're running in, is to understand what fear is and what fear isn't. So when somebody comes at us and they're just riddled with this fear, then if they don't have the ability in that moment to check the facts, to be able to say, hey, let's talk about it. Let's, okay, what's going on? Let's check some of the facts on this. And then you can walk them through those steps and help them to get refocused, (laughs) focused, centered and grounded you're not necessarily going to solve it for them, but having somebody who understands the tools can definitely be a mediator in the midst of crisis to be able to help lift somebody up out of that muck, out of that mire. Mm-hmm. The hand that's reaching out, and the only reason we're looking down is because we want to make sure we don't miss their hand as we lift them up. Yeah, I love that, and you know, it's interesting. I've noticed myself, you know, going through being in different groups, going through different comments and and just kind of seeing people's stories, especially around mental health, you know, people who have really kind of struggled with those issues in the last year or so. How often, like just kind of leaving a comment, you know, being sort of that listening ear, 
encourages people to reach out. And so I'm curious in the work that you've been doing, what are some of the things that you've been able to do to help support people, you know, alongside your coaching? I think for me, I just, I try to be a good listener. Mm-hmm. And I know if Forbes was listening, she might be doing five pushups right now because I said try. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but really, I, I just, I listen. Mm-hmm. And I used to be somebody who wanted to fix all their problems and I would give them all kinds of advice. And now I just ask questions and then listen. Mm. Allow them to have their space to yeah. process that. Um, because what I think might be the answer may not be the answer that they really need. And those answers really come from within. Mm-hmm. From that little whisper within each one of us that comes from that still small voice from a higher power who is greater than us all, that still small voice is going to whisper what we need. So to be that listening ear, somebody who's going to hear them, is amazing. Last night I heard something incredible from um, Paul Blanchard. He said, it's so important. And he was talking about speaking for our children, but he says it's so important that we don't listen just to understand, mm-hmm. but that we listen so that they can hear themselves and leave feeling understood. That is so beautiful. And I, you know, I love that you bring up this topic of our kids because, you know, I think that a lot of kids are feeling a lot of fear right now. And, and that's what is, that's what studies are showing. And so I think, you know, just even being, taking that little bit of time with our own families, you know, I mean, sometimes we're so busy, we don't even have time. We feel like we don't even have time to listen to our own families, let alone anyone else. But to at least start there and to be able to have those important conversations and to talk about some of the things that we're talking about right now, because there really are a lot of tools. There really are a lot of resources for people. And this is something that I just feel really passionate about communicating to people is that you're not alone. You don't have to do this alone. You don't have to struggle in silence. There's lots of people out there that can help and there's lots of resources. So you should always feel like, I need to reach out to someone. I can do this. I I know where to go. And to know that, you know, you or, or I or any of the people that we're connected to are always here. We're always available to try to support others who need help um, that are going through really challenging times. So I just, you know, I, I always want to put that out there because I feel like it's really important for people to hear right now. But, you know, to that point, uh, you know, in, in talking with our kids and, and making resources available to them as well, I would just love to know, you know, what some of your suggestions are for parents who have kids that may be struggling with fear right now. Uh, one of the biggest recommendations that I can offer to parents is if they're really stuck, just, you know, reach out to me. But um, it the fear trickles downhill. And so our parents are riddled with fear because they're saturated by the news or their workplace or whatever is bringing them down. That is going to come home with them or stay at home with them regardless of where they're working because a lot of people are working from home now. If our parents are stuck in a state of fear and trickles downhill, the kids are afraid and they don't even know why. They're just picking up on the vibe from mom and dad. So for parents to understand what fear is and isn't, or how to reel it in Mm -hmm. and turn their own fear into focus, those tools are transferable. 
they're not transferable necessarily by sitting down with your kids and say, okay, now we're going to first check the facts and then we're going to do it. We're going to breathing, and then we're going to upgrade our word choices, and we're going to say, okay, we got this. Okay. No, it doesn't happen that way. Our parents need to understand the tools so they can live them. And as they live them, that knowledge and wisdom will also trickle downhill. And those kids will pick up on, hey, mom's not spinning out in a big bright circle right now of, oh, shit, she's on fire. Somebody moved. The house is going down. Right. Oh, sorry, I said a pot. Whoops. We're keeping it real. It's all good. <laughs> I forgot the no excuses. I love it. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's all good. If, if the parents can learn these skills, and this is moms and dads alike, and I think if our dads can learn to reel in their emotions too, mm. they'd be much better fathers. Um, I'm tired of the stigma of men can't show emotion. Hogwash. Yeah. Push, push, and winkle. It, if our men can't show their emotions, then they're not really men. Sorry. No. You don't need to run around town crying and throwing a temper tantrum. <laughs> for too long. But we've got to be able to share emotion within a family unit. We have to be able to have the husband come home and say, man, Today was hard. Things are changing at work. I'm a little bit afraid about what's going to happen or what's going on. And the wife or the, the female partner or the other partner, however the unit is put together in a family, we got to be able to share those things. And if both partners in the home, or if it's a single parent, understand the power of focus, they will be able to example that for their families and raise and elevate the whole unit as one. Mm. Yeah. Well, and I think, I think that's a great point. I mean, you know, to be able to support our partners and I mean, here we are in February, it's almost Valentine's day, you know, I mean, it doesn't hurt to throw a little extra something out there and say, you know, what are some of the ways that we can really help? Maybe we have a spouse that's really struggling with fear right now. You know, how can we help them? And I, I think these are some great tips and, and if, if nothing else, but just to be a re, you know be a reminder to people that if you're listening ear, if you're listening ear, that goes a long way. Yes, and listening to understand, not listening to respond. Mm, yes, yeah. important <laughs> distinction. <laughs> you're only listening so you can formulate your own answer. Then, did you really hear them? Yeah. And they need to know that it is a safe place to be able to say, man, I'm really worried. I, you know, I'm really scared right now. I don't know what's going to happen with my job. I don't know what's going to happen with the family. And for, for the person that they're putting that on or sharing that with, that person hopefully will be able to say, it is scary right now. Yeah. But we are together. We're going to get through this together. And I think that staying connected and being willing to ask for help will help here faster than anything else. I think it's when we sit by ourselves thinking we're the only one feeling that way and we're scared to death to open our mouth and say, I need help. I don't know how to regulate this. I don't know how to level this out. To be able to reach out and find that person that you can say, I'm having a hard time right now. I don't know how to ask for help. I'm just letting you know I'm struggling. There's been days I've reached out to a friend and say, I'm not okay today. I just needed to let someone know. Right. Yeah. 
and you just reach out and say, I need help. And my challenge to everyone that's listening is to be that person that says, what do you need? How can I help? Absolutely. Well, and you touched on earlier, you know, the single parents, and I know that there's a lot of single parents who, you know, really at times just feel like they don't have anyone to go to. And, and to those people, I would say, don't believe that story, you know, check the facts. Is there really no one that could help you? Is there really no one you can reach out to? If it doesn't feel like there's friends, if it doesn't feel like there's family, there are lots of resources, you know, check into churches, check into the resources that churches have, because a lot of times they're connected to other organizations and there's people out there who can and will support you. And if you don't have money, if it's a money issue, a lot of times they, they'll take you for free at very low or at very low cost. So, you know, just to know that, you know, no one is really out there alone, I think is super important. It so, is in every city, in every state, all the way across the United States of America and worldwide has some kind of a help hotline. Right. And there are counselors that sit on the phone or near a phone or by a phone for 24 hours a day. So if you don't feel like you have a friend that can be the, I need help or I'm not okay, find out who your community resource is and reach out to that helpline. They're not, they are trained with all kinds of tools and they are ready and willing to listen and help diffuse what it is that you're feeling. If you don't have somebody in your own personal circle of influence that you can call, there's a community circle of influence that can help diffuse the fear until you're able to sit down. Yeah, so tell people how they can get in touch with you as well. Ah, uh, yeah. So if you like these five focus steps, I do have a free PDF for everybody who tuned in to listen today. It's kind of fun. It's a it's a digital workbook. So it shows you how to get through the, the tools and then you get a practice page. So you can print so it's it fun too. play with it online. Um, and you go to jennifergerald.com, like what's on the screen, and then you just do a forward slash and then it's contact dash us fill out that little form hit submit and it'll be delivered immediately to your inbox and it's yours absolutely perfect perfect and how do we find you on social media you can find me on social media and this is one of those things where i have to go help <clears throat> so i'm on facebook my husband calls it book face i'm sorry i'm on facebook and instagram and linkedin I have my uh, Jennifer Gerald Strategies business page on Facebook, so you can check me out there. Or IG me. I think that's what they say. I don't know. <laughs> and what's your what's your handle on Instagram? Uh, Are you Jen at M Gerald? I'm so unique. There we go. Okay. <laughs> that's easy. <laughs> we can remember that. It's good. And you'll see my face, and I'm in red because that's my color. So, but that's how you hold of me. I love it. Well, this has been so much fun. Thank you for being here and for sharing not just your wisdom, but your light with us tonight. Uh, and as always, such a pleasure to have our audience with us. Thank you all for being here and for all of your warm and wonderful comments. And I just want to acknowledge a few of these people, Scott Rickard, Christopher Rausch, and um, I know we had a couple others. Joshua, thank you for being on with us and such a lovely time with all of you. So lots of love and light going out to you and have a wonderful rest of your evening. Thank you for having me and thank you for all joining us.
Thank you. Good night, everyone. Thank you for listening today. I know you have many choices for content and I am grateful you chose me. You can always find more of my episodes at the Energy Healing Network on YouTube. Please do make sure to subscribe to the channel so you can easily find more episodes or watch them when I go live. Thank you again for listening and sharing these messages with others you wish to encourage and uplift. Thank you.